Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to Tacapella, Acaville Radio's weekly podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Lampus. And I am the other host, Brian Alexander. See, this is why, Brian, maybe I should start more because whenever you start, <laughs> you set it up so well and I'm just completely off in some other place and there's always some like kind of weird like second where I have to like take a second to figure out, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm John. But see, you just did that so smoothly. So maybe well, I'm we always sh- just carefully anticipating, you know, my, my cues on things. So this is become like second nature to me at this point yeah because you know what i'm usually thinking about when you're about to intro me what's that game of thrones as i said last week and how disappointed i am but you know, in order to Don't take be my, one of those, John, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. So in order to take my mind off of that huge weight, that's kind of the, that weight that is weighing on me. We have some guests today. Brian, who are we talking to? We are talking to none other than Scott and Ricey Joe, the husband wife acapella duo based out of YouTube. YouTube. Wow. Let me try that. No, one we're time. leaving that in. You said it. You said it. <laughs> based, it's committed. Coming straight from based YouTube. Out of YouTube. <laughs> or YouTube. <laughs> That's a, this is what happens when you have like words that start with similar sounds. So I meant to say based out of Utah, but uh, we have Scott and Ricey Joe based out of Utah. How are you guys doing today? Hey, <laughs> hi, we're great. Uh, yeah, YouTube. Okay, awesome perfect. I was wondering how the world of YouTube is working from <laughs> people inside. The weather is very cold in YouTube. Okay, this feels like a deleted happened. scene from Wreck It Ralph. So I was just gonna. Well, say that. too bad. Nice. I said it, it first. It was my attempt at uh, starting a conversation on that movie, so you're welcome. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, this is amazing that you guys are on the show. Thanks for joining us. You know, this is the the first time we've ever had a husband-wife duo on the show. Wait, no, it's, no, it's not. No, it's not, Brian. Well, who's the husband-wife duo we've had before? You and your wife. Oh, my. Okay, see. Don't <laughs> let Laura hear this okay, one. She is not going to hear this episode, but I may. If I see the, her walk in the, the background, I'm going to try and like couple. scream really loudly so much that it comes through your headphones. She's like, here's going to go in like, Laura, Laura. And, and then she'll okay. come over and ask for In my defense, about. I meant where our guests are the husband okay, and wife duo, not one of the hosts. So just in case she's listening, I apologize. <laughs> anyway, we're getting way off subject here. Uh, Scott and Ricey Joe, so we know a little bit about you guys, but for our casual listeners out there, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us about your, your background and uh, you know what how you got it started into you know the things that you're doing today. Yeah, so we, uh, we met at Brigham Young University in a choir there an audition choir and um we she was beautiful and i was like oh man she's amazing we ended up going on a few dates there's there's a lot of backstory to this but while we were dating we're like you know we were in choir so we knew but we're we realized we both love to sing so one of our dates ricey joe had gotten some studio time Mm -hmm. from a friend (laughs) like an hour of studio time like had won it or something and i Um, thought it would be a great idea for a date for us that's pretty good perfect that's pretty smooth so together (laughs) so we have yeah recording it's uh kwando 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 from michael buble and we both sounded like three-year-olds we were we were pretty young at the time but um so we have that recording but then you know one thing led to another we got engaged to be married and uh I, so we recorded an album instead of giving like a little candy as a wedding favor. <laughs> uh, we recorded a little four track album to give out to everyone. That's pretty clever. That very it's a first good marketing tool that we recorded together. <laughs> um, it was fun. Well, I thought I pointed to Scott to start because I thought he was going to brag about himself because he has a huge background in acapella, but I'll brag for him. Very large. Background. Oh, man. <laughs> very huge. <laughs> 
So <laughs> while we were dating, um, I moved to Tennessee for a year and a half um, to serve a mission for my church. And while I was there, Scott got accepted into the collegiate group BYU Vocal Point. Have you guys heard mm, of that group? Okay. Yeah, oh, oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is yeah. the year after they were on the sing-off. And so Scott got accepted into that group. That was after we were in choir together. And that really began a cappella for all of Scott and Ricey Joe, really. All of our roots will go back to that time that he was in BYU Vocal Point. He performed as a member of that group for three years. And they got to do a lot of great things. They toured lots of different places and performed just about everywhere they were allowed to at the time. But fun side note, they are in China right now. For the first time ever, they got to go overseas. So Ooh. we're really excited for the collegiate acapella future, having mm-hmm. them in China. Yeah, and uh, so while I was at BYU, I majored in music production, and uh, I had started that before I got into Vocal Point, um, but I didn't know necessarily what route I wanted to go. But then I got into the group and realized, hey, acapella is awesome. Ever since I was young, in my dad's basement in a little studio, he had a microphone and Cakewalk, which is one of the recording programs, you know, Sonar now, I believe. But I would go there and spend hours and layer my voice on top of itself. I've always been fascinated with the voice. I would do instruments sometimes too, but voices specifically. Now, I honestly did not know contemporary acapella or acapella really existed until I was maybe 16 or 17. But uh, up until then, I had been doing quote unquote acapella, like layering my voice on top of itself. I loved it, but I had no idea. And then I got a CD. It was Primary Colors from Inside Out, one of the Utah groups. I think they're still around, but they were... They're so fun. I uh, had that CD too. (laughs) Yeah. And it was my first acapella CD. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And I couldn't believe beatboxing. It just literally blew my mind at the time. Like I could not even... When I was 16, I'm like, those comes from your mouth. And so I started doing beatboxing sounds and uh, I just thought it was amazing. So got in to vocal point you know fast forward a few years got into vocal point and realized hey i want to be doing my you know i've been studying audio production i want to kind of shift gears to make it acapella audio production so the way they did um arrangements for the group for vocal point is usually the director it was james stevens at the time he would record all the parts and then like make practice tracks we didn't have sheet music ever for any of our songs Uh, it was all oh wow i'm surprised to hear that yeah just how they always did it and so because James Stevens was a a very accomplished music producer I think it was just faster for him I realized I'm the same way I can obviously I can read sheet music I've studied it all but I arrange by ear I'm a lot better hearing than seeing and so I realized hey that works for me so I started making arrangements for vocal point and I did them all recording making practice tracks and stuff like that and then you know that got me better at melodyne or you know pitch correction quantization stuff like that and production of acapella because i would produce these acapella tracks Mm -hmm. for practice tracks and then i started doing more for other groups and more production and stuff and it was about that time Mm -hmm. ricey joe and i had started dating so we started i was like hey you want to record too on some of these little tracks i'm making so she started recording we may started making acapella songs together that's where scott and ricey joe was born she's giving me stop signs she's telling me to stop <laughs> so have you here all night. <laughs> so Scott, you sang in Vocal Point. Ricey Joe, did you sing in a group at BYU? Yes. So I did choirs all growing up, and so when I got to BYU, I wanted to stick with the choral route. So I sang with the BYU Women's Chorus, and then I got into the BYU Concert Choir, which is, I guess you would call it the second highest level choir, um, the second mm-hmm. second best. That's actually where I met Scott. So I've always sung the highest soprano part in every choir. (laughs) And she was going to be in the highest choir, but then 
we got married and stuff happened. But yeah, I guess there is an acapella group, a female acapella group, noteworthy at BYU. She wasn't a part of that, although her sisters wanted her to audition. Yeah, they're a really, really great group, BYU noteworthy. I definitely wanted to be part of it, but I couldn't fit anything else in my schedule. <laughs> so Us Together was her first acapella experience. She was in the studio, and I was like, okay, now you're going to go... Like, ha-ma-na-ma-na-ha, ha It was one of the parts for our very first acapella song. And she was like, what on earth am I singing in here? And I was, I had Yeah, I'm to like, tell that her, sounds like it's got to be pretty inspiring. Come in and make these random sounds for me. It was so weird. It was so weird hearing myself, too, like singing in a studio. I'm just, I'm a choral singer that blends in. I'm not used to hearing my own voice. And so it's been a huge learning mm-hmm. curve since Scott and Ricey Joe as a music duo began. And literally the first, like, recordings, I had to, like, say, okay, I, that's a very choral sound. Smile, <laughs> widen that tone. Because she was going, ha-ma-na-ma-na-ha. Like, that's very beautiful, but that's not what we need for this song right now. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about Scott and Ricey Joe today, now that we kind of know where you guys came from? Yeah. Just about to embark on our world tour. Just kidding. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so as Scott said, we released a little EP as our wedding party favor. We got married in August of 2014, and we made some music together for fun after that, but it wasn't until Christmas of 2015 that Pentatonix put out a... We've heard of them. Yeah, I think you have. <laughs> they put out a cover contest on YouTube. They wanted their fans to cover the first Noel from their Christmas album. And we thought, oh, we totally want to do this, but we don't even have a YouTube channel. So we quickly threw together a YouTube channel and we, I think they gave out the music for that one. So we did have the music, but we did record and edit and mix and master our own track of the first Noel. And we filmed a little video in our house with some borrowed equipment and we quickly put that up on YouTube, I think, like, the day of the deadline. We didn't have very much time at all. And Pentatonix ended up actually choosing us and one other artist as the finalist Mm. that they featured on their playlist. So you can still see that if you go to YouTube and look at Pentatonix at their YouTube channel. You'll find a First Noel playlist, and we're one of two videos that they chose. Yeah. And so today, you know, from that time, we started... I'll just kind of fast forward. We can can do some of the stuff in the middle. But now we've got two full length albums under our belt not including our first wedding ep and we were releasing another video next week that's uh really fun i guess we can talk about it we have three let's see la la love Disney, Disney mashups, mashups and Christmas. Christmas, our Christmas album we did. Mm-hmm. And we're we're going strong working on more so right now we're focusing a lot of Disney songs. We do Disney mashups. Mm-hmm. It's about a year and a half ago. And so, oh, go ahead. And I kind of want to I want to focus on that a little bit. I actually kind of want to back up and focus maybe a little bit on the process and the music. So, yeah. with you guys and before we maybe jump into the music, I kind of want to get an understanding of how you two work because I know with a lot of groups, um, you know, you kind of have to find this right balance of especially when you got friends working together or when you got family working together, it it brings an interesting dynamic for you two specifically your marriage. So, does that kind of change the dynamic works for you two? You know, what's the rehearsal process for you two? Do you enjoy doing the whole process together? Is there elements that are separate and individual (laughs) for you both? Or how does that work? Oh, we love it. I highly recommend singing together with couple. I don't know. It's so fun. Let's see. So we do a lot of music work while our daughter is taking a nap or when she's in bed at night. So a lot of our creative (laughs) process happens. Great time to do it. Have you ever woken her up while doing your music making? Fortunately, no. No, no. She's in a different side of the house napping with 
noise machines That's also. And we have a pretty well sound treated studio room in here. So most of the time we are working while she is napping or while she's in bed. But since Scott is doing music full time now, he's running his studio all day, every day with client work. He can work on mm-hmm. Scott and Ricey Joe related content when time is slow throughout the day as well. So that's helped speed things up more recently. In terms of our creative process, usually what we'll do, we'll talk about one of our mashups then. So we take two Disney songs that are alike and kind of mash them up and then do an arrangement of it. So we'll open a Pro Tools session. I use Pro Tools. We'll actually import the WAV files for each of the songs together. We'll both be sitting here doing this on the computer and we'll kind of map out the arrangement using the WAV files, which are just the sound file, using the sound file. And, you know, get it together. We're changing key of, you know, changing pitch. So some of them sound pretty wonky because I have to change you know put it up five whole step because I'm singing the girls part or but it sounds kind of wonky so we do that together and then what happens is I will usually myself map out the bass line and the solo line to kind of clarify I said I used to arrange just singing into the microphone and arrange just hearing now I do sheet music right. because so I kind of use both um, but in any case one of the big reasons actually that he uses sheet music is because of me because I have a choral background <laughs> I rely heavily mm-hmm. on reading music in order to learn my part and so the that was really hard for me to hear and then repeat, which is, uh, you know, something that all acapella singers are a pro at. But I, I'm really yeah. weak in that spot. So I have to have sheet music. So he's like, well, I guess I've got to pluck this all out on MIDI so that I can print it for you to <laughs> <Together>. read. <laughs> Which I'm sure he loves doing and won't complain about it. I love it. (laughs) It does speed up the process a lot. Otherwise, I'm in the studio recording three times as long, and he has to repeat measure by measure. So So it sounds like you guys have a big focus on Disney songs. Why why do you like that? Oh, that's such a great question. We were working on another contemporary album when just a random day I had the idea of mashing up How Far I'll Go by Moana. It was a new movie at the time, and Go the Distance by Hercules. And I thought, Mm. wow, how far I'll go the distance. That sounds kind of funny, huh? And Scott said, well, actually, that's really cool. We should put them together in a new song. And so we sat together at the computer, did the thing that Scott talks about where we put the little wave files in and then we play out the MIDI and we said, oh, it'd be really cool if they sing together and harmonize on this part. And basically we sat together and arranged a mashup of the two. We didn't think much of it. We thought it was just a funny little project on the side and we filmed a video for it. We had a friend who just wanted some work for his portfolio. And someone even asked us when we were filming, oh, what's this for? And we said, oh, we have a about 300 subscribers. It's just a little video for 300 people. And it took off. It completely blew up on YouTube. It's got over 3 million views yeah. now. So it's really, really popular. And I didn't think much of it. I wanted to keep working on our contemporary album. And Scott said, you know, we did something really cool here and people like it. We should do more of these. And it took some convincing, but then we decided to write some more mashups. And once we sat down and thought about Disney movies and characters, we realized, wow, there are so many characters who are having similar experiences and so much beautiful music by Disney. And so we've just had so much fun thinking up ideas and we just, we haven't been able to stop yet. Now, as part of the goal to kind of stay that route of the the Disney, more of the lighthearted family friendly type music or do you guys plan to get more into the contemporary space get back on track with that or what's the what's the goal there the subscribers on our channel like the Disney stuff more because again mm-hmm. since that video kind of blew up the how far I'll go the distance most of our subscribers are from that and from our subsequent Disney mashups so we do we've done other contemporary stuff on our YouTube channel and it just never does as well except for mm-hmm. one from greatest showman which happened to do well because they're kind of related yeah it's tapping into the same market there exactly right. and so yes 
yes, we want to do a lot more Disney stuff. However, we still have, we still love other stuff. So this one that's coming out next week is actually a very contemporary, not Disney at all. So we hope it does well. <laughs> that, that's kind of cool because I think that you guys are able to have a really firm grasp on a certain part of the market that a lot of people aren't targeting just from a, at least a vocal standpoint. I know that yeah. there's so many vocal groups out there and, you know, the thing is, you know, hit the big pop covers, hit top 40, what's trendy, yeah. top 40, yeah, as John's saying. And, you know, just there's so much content available with Disney. And I think it's a way to connect ages from all across the board at the end of the day and it's such a unique way especially to draw more people into this vocal genre thank you at the end of the day yeah i totally agree with that i think with uh what we'd call like licensed songs i mean all songs are licensed to a degree but songs that come to you either through like a film or from a tv show or something i feel like in acapella sometimes there can be a bit of a hesitance there to adapt something that's not even just particularly well known but that already has a very specific kind of character and audience and kind of cultural space around it and that was something we definitely did in mountain horns my group at colorado state where we were trying to just like kind of create the most diverse set and i was like well there's the song from game of thrones that we could do and people were into it but there was it the way i had to kind of sell them on it was much different than when i said here's an original acapella tune or here let's do like colder weather and i think it's really cool that you guys are consciously tapping into that like yes we understand these songs already kind of occupy a specific cultural space and you're using that to kind of define your brand and reach a very particular audience which I think is a, a really effective way of doing it. Yeah, and people love these songs and sometimes that gets us into trouble on YouTube because they grew up with them and they <laughs> love them. And so, for example, in our How Far Go the Distance, uh, I said, uh, we're a great, war- we're a hero's welcome will be the waiting for me. Michael the Bolton. Michael Bolton version, the pop version. But oh, like, literally version. half our comments yeah. are people saying, it's great, warm welcome. You messed it up. This is awful. You guys are horrible. <laughs> you messed up that word. Never like, read the comments. I, Never actually, read the comments. That's a whole nother. <laughs> I love the comment section. Scott loves the comment sections. We actually, really? we love engaging with our subscribers and our viewers because we learn so much from them. And Ricey do- Ricey Joe doesn't love the YouTube uh, No, it, I don't like neg- <laughs> negative comments, but I love positive comments. They've really, really changed my life. <laughs> See, I just have Is it- the negative comments. I just have fun with them. Scott has so much fun with them, and most of the time he gets an apology out of them because they don't expect him to respond. The, the best thing you can do is to go in there and engage with your viewers, and especially if they're mean, just do something really funny right back, and they'll just really take them aback. Yeah, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I'll say, like, this is horrible, and he'll be like, your face is horrible. And they'll, like, respond back, like, whoa, I never thought you would actually respond. I actually really liked it, but I didn't like this one part. Like, they'll, like, explain themselves. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Not, not everyone will, but... Well, the, are you the the type to go and respond to like every yeah, comment every on day, every all of you all's videos? You, which oh, gosh. is doable right now. There's 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 a lot because wow. we have a decent YouTube channel, but we don't have you know 16 million subscribers yet. We're not getting like 500 comments a day, so it's it's doable. I don't know if we can keep it up. We'll probably go to a point where we're like doing every, you know, only good ones, but. Not- that makes sense. And what what's next for you guys in terms of you mentioned you're working on a new album. Can you give us a taste or a hint of what you're kind of excited to release to your subscribers next? Yeah, actually, before the new album, we're releasing a single next week. It's completely different than anything we've ever done. So they'll probably be out by the time um, your listeners hear this. But the people who listen to our channel are mostly 
a lot of young audiences, teenagers. So we thought we would ride a huge YouTube wave of music that also fits that audience. And we learned Korean, and oh, wow. we are doing a K-pop wow. medley yeah. that is coming so, out next <laughs> what? week. What? Neither of us had ever heard any of the songs, but there's this group called Blackpink, and they performed at Coachella, and that's the first time Ricey Joe had heard of them. She's like, who's this group performing at Coachella? Looked them up. Their videos get like 800 million views mm-hmm. in like a year or a few months. They, they really are extremely popular. They're on a world tour right now and have a huge following. We just don't know a lot about them in North America because we're still starting mm-hmm. to catch up with the K-pop culture. And so we thought, wow, we have this whole niche to ourselves, K-pop and acapella and Blackpink. And so we just finished the video today, actually, and the song is getting licensed right now on Spotify, iTunes, and will be coming out next week. So we are so excited. We think it'll bring in an entire new slew of subscribers and followers. A slew. One one slew unit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, K-pop is huge right now, at least with, uh, all I know is what, BTS. Yeah. That's the, the big one out. So I'm, I'm really uh, curious to kind of hear what you all's take on it is going to be. I think that's going to be a, quite the dynamic dynamic to bring into acapella Hopefully so it's not offensive you know we're very white <laughs> and <yeah>, Utah. <laughs> well, we hey first... as long as you can sing <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break here we've been talking with scott and ricey joe of youtube and disney fame and we're gonna be right back here on acapella what do the weather colors the 80s hair bands and girl groups have in common these are all themes we've explored on the acaville radio theme hour Hosted by Lisa Hawkins, she picks each week a theme for the hour's songs. Sometimes the theme is overt, sometimes it's obscure, but it's always awesome acapella. The Acaville Radio Theme Hour airs weeklies on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Tune in each week and see if you can figure out that week's theme. And welcome back to Tacapella. Oh, I hate how cute that was. Just <laughs> that was awesome. That adorable. was probably one of the best ones we've ever had, ever. Brian, we <laughs> nice. should do that at the very beginning. Like, I'll do hello. You do Acaville. I do radio, and I, I think it could. I think it could it work could. out or be aggressively okay, terrible. I was, I'm leaning towards the second one. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure what kind of like fall apart. Basically, it won't ever be that cute. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning back in to Talk Acapella. We've been speaking with Scott and Ricey Joe. They are a husband-wife acapella duo. And man, it's just been kind of a really fun and chill episode just really getting to discuss with them the type of music that they put out on YouTube as well as the projects they're working on and just, you know, what goes into being a husband-wife uh a duo act so that kind of leads us into an interesting topic so something we don't normally get to talk about is the challenges of group dynamics and you all present a very unique one in that you're married you live together you see each other all the time and so i'm sure there are a lot of times when things are just going wonderfully and beautifully and i'm just curious about that other five percent of the time when you're trying to <laughs> put projects together piece these things together come up you have laundry like, to do and there's a dinner that same night exactly. like uh, that and you're burdened with the <laughs> everyday struggles of life you know what what are the challenges that you two uh, run into or you find yourself you, you might face um as being part of this kind of music act yeah so for me i like to get into a project and just kind of work on it feverishly until it's finished our little two-year-old is back here as well so if you hear a little voice <laughs> <laughs> is this one of the, the one of this the balancing is, acts so that is. you have a child and record? Yeah, real life example. And, uh, that was perfect timing. <laughs> you're fine. We've had like dogs bark like continuously in the back of episodes, so you're, well, you're we good. We don't have any of those. We have 
a little two-year-old to bark in the back of our episode. And so, yeah, I like to work on something until it's finished. Gracie Joe can get really tired, and so more segments, but shorter segments. We'll be in recording sessions. She'll be like, you know what? I'm done. I can't record anymore, and she's so just kind of tired. And I'm like, but there's literally only half the thing left. Let's finish this. Things like that. Or it's like, let's go to bed and... and try this tomorrow. I'm like, no, I got to finish. Well, and we each have different times of the day that we are at our best. So Scott is a morning person. And so mornings are really the best time of, for him to be working. But I am not a morning person. I can't really get going before 10 a.m. And so my ideas start turning on at about 9 30, 10 o'clock as Scott is winding down, working through that schedule. And then definitely really being parents has been such a, such a challenge yeah. because we have, we want to spend so much time with our daughter and when we get asked to do live shows or whenever we're performing or working on music music filming music videos we always have to find a babysitter and so our babysitters are all used up by the time we actually want to go out and go see a movie or actually go on a date so most of our dates are just making music yeah that's literally a lot of (laughs) our dates together is let's sit down and arrange a song let's put some wave files together (laughs) yeah and that's that's super interesting because i know elise and i think back to the times before i was married and i was just able to you know just fly through music whether it be learning parts or research new music to kind of pick up and you know i can only begin to imagine what you all have to kind of struggle with you know when you're it's a juggling act this whole juggling balancing act and i'm just curious you know how do you prioritize everything especially when you guys are living in such a a youtube age where you're putting out content regularly you know how do you balance okay here's the time we set aside for family time here's the time we focus on music here's the time when we just conceptualize things how does that work i think ricey joe's better at helping me do that she's a goal-oriented task-oriented planner and i am definitely not and so she'll say hey we we need to get stuff done and so one of the things also that comes up is i'm a perfection i'll sit and spend an hour on like a transition one key change and she gets so frustrated like gotta move on scott and which is great for me it's really helped me i used to take weeks for an arrangement because it had to be perfect but uh so now i'm producing content a lot faster which is actually helping me get a lot better and so she says okay we our album's coming out next month scott we get need to get these arrangements and i'm not even thinking that far ahead i'm thinking this key change isn't finished yet or this video is not quite perfect (laughs) and so she's good at saying okay this this week on Monday we've got to arrange this song on Tuesday we've got a thing and it's hard for me I'm like I don't think that way but it's helped me a lot yeah so it really helps to calendar out our projects but it does help to be very loose about our deadlines one thing that we found as a challenge is if we do have a hard deadline suddenly that is the hardest deadline to meet <laughs> and so it's better for us to mm. be a little bit more lax about things and kind of roll with as things come like for example in January I got pneumonia and we had a live show that had been scheduled for months and we couldn't cancel it and so we showed up at it and I really tried to sing through it and if you've ever sung with pneumonia I didn't know I had pneumonia so I was actually trying Mm -hmm. to sing through it thinking I just had a cold but it was it was terrible and then we had to completely skip a music video that month because I couldn't record anything and it's for me, being the calendar person, it's frustrating to not be able to hit those deadlines, but you have to really be flexible with that. And then when you add in all the other factors of being married and having a kid, you just have to really roll with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, and you guys have already kind of touched on this a little bit. How has being married and collaborating together, how does that compare to when you're just collaborating, Scott, whether it was with Vocal Point or any other kind of like musical partners you've had? What's the difference in the dynamic and how you approach the actual yeah, music making process. I'm not, 
I'm not very good at collaborating. I'm very much a solo, you know, do things on my own. And especially in my creative process, I don't like to have people involved because I just like trying a bunch of things out and I don't want someone sitting there thinking that's going to be the final product. I'm like, no, I'm just trying stuff out. So I'm, I don't like doing that. With Ricey Joe being my wife, I couldn't just kind of say, oh, I just don't like working with that person. <laughs> so I'm going to cut them out of my... <laughs> um, yeah, words I you can exactly. never use. Yes. So it's like, in that sense, like I have to work with her. So I've really had to adapt because I can't just say, oh, I don't like working with her or anything. I've had to learn to adapt. And one thing that he has told me is because we have worked together for so long, we have developed a synergy. He knows how to communicate to me when I'm in the studio and I can tell him exactly what I need. And he used to be in the habit of always saying, great, okay, let's do that completely differently now. I'm like, why did you even say great if it was completely wrong? Just stop saying all the fluff words, get right to it. Uh And he's discovered when recording other people in our studio, when other acapella groups come to record or other, um, other clients that that synergy takes a little bit longer as he, as he gets from the person, what he needs when he's recording or, you know, all those words that he says outside of what we've already got. So we we're getting a lot faster with our sessions. I have to be a different person than I am with clients completely. He is so polite and kind to clients and making them feel good in the studio. And and that's so great for them, you know, saying, oh, that was so great. Let's just change that a little bit, even though you're changing the whole thing. And I hate that. I don't like the sugar coating. I said, just tell me what to change. I'm not going to stand here while you're being super sweet to me. So he has to be different personalities as different people come in to record. And I'm really impressed with his ability to do that. And has that kind of dynamic been there since the beginning in a sense, you know, of you guys just, you know, being direct with one another when it comes to the music thing? Because I get that when you're first getting married, you know, you're trying to be pleasant, you're trying to be nice and you're really trying to learn and develop with one another. But, you know, you also have this other side when you guys are making music together. And I'm sure you guys have been as you already elaborated, you've been doing music for the better part of your lives and you know how you want things musically. That dynamic has that been there since the beginning of your relationship of this whole Scott Ricey Joe thing has that has that always been we dated for a year before we got married and I think we did just the two songs that were the two acapella songs that were on the CD Um, and so we definitely had that kind politeness while we were dating but as soon as you're married game over and so you know lay it in thick (laughs) no I think it was (laughs) there it is okay I think it was a process for me I think it was a process Mm -hmm. for me learning to tell him learning how to communicate what I needed because at first I would just get so angry and frustrated and shut down and not be able to communicate why I was tired and then finally I said oh it's because I need you to talk to me this way and I need to deal with it this way so it's literally been a very slow evolving process you could see it as a gradient from the very first song we made till now, us getting better with community. I was just add quick add. Our first songs were a lot of me taking over the creative process. I would do the whole arrangement. I would have her in and say, this is what you're going to sing. It just wasn't working as well. And so we're doing more of it together now where I'll arrange a part, show it to her. She'll have me change things. Since it's much more together, recording it is a lot easier because it's not just like, all right, Ricey, sing this. I thought of it. You have to sing it. I think the first time that I really became part of the creative process that I can remember is that first Disney mashup. Since the idea of the mashup was first mine and Scott was able to put it 
into action with all of the parts. And so I conceive of a lot of the original ideas of the music, and then he makes it happen. And we have a couch in our studio. You can see it. Our listeners can't. Uh, There's a couch. I like to just sit on that and hang out while Scott is arranging and putting the MIDI together. And I'll say, nope, change that harmony or, you know, just a little peanut gallery in the background that I'm sure he appreciates. (laughs) Lots of peanuts. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And Ricey Joe, I like how you described it as like a gradient in terms of how your working relationship has evolved because obviously being married, you're going to spend more time with each other than anybody else. And I know obviously totally different kind of relationship, but one of my uh, longtime arranging partners, Greg Starr, who's been on the show many times, we would arrange together and then we lived together for about six, nine months. And then we, and we've been arranging since we haven't lived together for a while and because we live together, our like shorthand, like you said, with each other got so much more developed and the working relationship became not only more comfortable, but more like kind of filled in and kind of um, thorough, if that makes sense. And now we're able to move things really quick. I'll try and say something and he's already on it. And I think that's so cool that these relationships exist within our sphere. I mean, obviously they exist everywhere, but I think it's really fun when we can kind of take one of them and just kind of look very specifically at it and what the dynamics of that are and what non you know, romantic or not, you know, people who don't even know, know each other, like what can people who don't really know each other learn about how to work with someone else? Obviously you don't want to try two people. You don't necessarily need them to act like a married couple to have a good working relationship in acapella, but there, I think the openness that you guys have demonstrated in how you're learning from each other and also how you kind of developed that over time. I think that's something that everybody can kind of learn both in the acapella sphere and outside of it on how to not only meet people in the middle, but just try Try to uh, communicate Absolutely. to create the best um, start we yeah, can. Yeah, all possible. non-romantic collaborators can take a piece from this. So, one of our recent collaborations that we did for our Mary Poppins medley, we actually called and talked on the phone a lot. And I had the Marco Polo app, and we were Marco Poloing Melissa. She's Avin Mora on YouTube. And by the time we got to actually doing the music and the video together, it was so easy because we'd been talking to her a lot. And she said, "This is the first time I've actually talked." two collaborators. She collaborates across the map all the time with people she's never met in person. That happens a lot in acapella and in YouTube. And I'm sure that all those songs worked out okay, but the synergy can really happen when you get to know the person you're collaborating with and you take time to talk to them face-to-face, even if it's digitally or over the phone, and really get to know their personalities. And then you'll learn how to communicate with them. And then the music's just going to sound better. Yeah, and I think that that communication aspect and, you know, is so important and I and it's so interesting. I love that you guys are giving us a lot of insight because I think as just a casual viewer, just looking from the outside in, you know, you see people like you who have these YouTube pages and who are doing all these crazy things and really cool things, of course, and you bring in other people and you look at people that kind of join to get join forces together and you're like, okay, you know, that, that couldn't have been too difficult or maybe it's more insane than I think it is or maybe having all these wild thoughts yeah you yeah. don't get a sense of the process yeah and i, and I love that product. and i love that you know we're getting you all's dynamic on it uh in the sense that you know it can be made easier and you know it can be a lot more personal it can be something that can be done in the proper way of course so i'm, I'm curious what's been your favorite collaborator that you've worked with you know who have what's been your favorite piece that you put out there mine would probably be in terms of a fin a final product 
product. I really like the one we did with Hound and the Fox. We did a Disney mashup of Remember Me from Coco and You'll Be in My Heart from Tarzan. And it was just four parts, Ricey Joe and I. And then, so this is another married couple. They, on YouTube, they don't specify, uh, specifically do acapella, but they do really pretty lilting, melodic songs. Just, it's the four of us, just four voices. And the finished product is just, our voices blend really well. I've, I was really happy with it. And they were great to work with because they're a married couple too. So they really understood. In fact, they have another oh. child that's two, three, mm-hmm. kind of the same age. And so it was fun to be in the same kind of world as they were and work with them. Yeah, that's that would awesome. be my favorite one as well. I mean, I've definitely had some favorite people that I've worked with, but for collaboration process, it was the shortest and quickest because I think they have a synergy that they've figured out as well. They know who does what and what job. And we, it was so easy for us. We said, okay, we'll mix all the music and you master all the video for it. And it was just so, so fast. So that was definitely a really, really cool collaboration. I'm curious, do you think part of the ease that came with that collaboration is because you two both Paris here were both married couples because uh, you know I'm not married Brian is married and there's definitely things like in just our regular conversations he'll have some insight on something because his life experience is different but I'm curious as two married couples doing very similar kind of fields uh, engaging and creating the same kind of art do you think that that had an effect on how you communicate and why it worked so well I think it did I really do I think that when you are a married couple working on a type of art you are a lot more confident in what you want to do and what you want to get out of it. You have an easier time communicating that vision to other people that you were working with. And so it just goes a lot faster. Some of the people that we've collaborated with that weren't the hound and the fox, I guess you could say, um, other collaborators maybe have a little bit less confidence, a little less knowledge of what particular skills they're able to bring to the table. Definitely not true for everyone, but for some people, you know, that married couple synergy, I feel like you just have a little bit more confidence because you know what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, and that's that's really cool because as far as my knowledge goes, I'm only aware of one other really married couple in the aqua space, and that's, you know, Peter Hollins and Evie, mm-hmm. of course, and I'm looking right. at what they do and to my knowledge, they're, they do it a little less frequently than you guys do because literally all of your videos are together. And I think that that's, that's really cool and a space that you guys have really taken over and made your own. It's a pretty unique niche that yeah. they've kind of capitalized on. Definitely. Right. And the brand that we've built is us together. And Peter Hollins has built a brand for himself and Evan Hollins has built a brand for herself. So when those brands cross, they can come together and sing. But a lot of times it fits their channels to continue to do their own thing. So we're going to take one more short break, but we are going to actually feature a song by Scott and Ricey Joe during this next segment. So please enjoy their take on How Far I'll Go the Distance. Leads back to the place I know where I cannot go, where I long to 
Welcome back to Tacapella Acaville Radio's weekly podcast with me, John Lampis, and my co-host, Brian Alexander. Today, we've been talking with Scott and Ricey Joe, a husband and wife acapella duo. It's This has probably been one of our most unique episodes, I would say, yeah. Brian, in that these are just questions that we can't ask other guests, which which no. is super cool. And I always love episodes like that where we take someone who has a really unique brand and a, a, occupies a unique sphere of the acapella culture, and then we can kind of just poke and prod at it and learn all we can. So <laughs> Scott and Ricey Joe, as is tradition on our show, we always ask our guests, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give to the acapella community? It can be to one specific part of it. It can be to everybody. It can be related to something we've talked about today. It can be completely different. Whatever you want to say to whatever part of the acapella community. All right. We each have a little piece of advice. Mine is be easy to work with. Meet deadlines. Be kind to other people and uh, be agreeable. There's more stories behind those. I don't know how much. That's great. I think that my best piece of advice would be to use the strengths that you have and really lean into what makes you unique and not try to be different or try to fit a different kind of trend, but definitely be what makes you special because that's what people want to hear and that's what people want to watch. So heartwarming. Pretty in line with all the Disney stuff we've been talking about today. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I know. That, that's perfect. We got kind of this business side and then this philosophical side, and I, I like the two together. Man, well, I grew up, awesome. I always wanted to be a Disney princess, so it just fits that I get to pretend. Oh, it all, all makes sense now. I get all the Disney songs <laughs> now. Perfect. I just took what I said from a Disney Have movie. courage and be kind. <laughs> <laughs> so... With this last bit of time we have left, we are going to try something we've never done before on the show. Since Brian literally told me like right before hey. we were going there, he's like, hey, look at the notes. Let's try this. Hey, I, was and like, I was like, what? We have and I- <laughs> husband and wife duo guests on the show. We're going to try something different. We're going to make this big. So and they haven't told us about this yet. We, we exactly. have no idea. You coming. don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm still scared. totally sure either. Brian's, Brian's going <laughs> to take us hey, We're this. making it up as we go. So with that in <laughs> mind, we are going to do Tacapella's very first ever rapid fire question round. The first thing that comes to mind, we have 13 questions for you guys. 
I just want to hear the first thing off uh, the top of your head. Both of you can answer. One of you can answer. John and I will shoot the questions at you one at a time. Yep. And let's get to it. So first question, favorite Disney movie? Coco. Coco. Scott, you got one? Hercules. That came out. If you didn't become a musician, what would you be doing right now? Coding. Software. Writing books. Awesome. Best song you've ever covered? Set Fire to the Rain. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> <laughs> Last song you downloaded. Oh, wait. Dang it. No, never mind. Wait, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is the next one. Okay. Cherry Wine by Hosier oh. for a transcription for Ben Bram. Oh. Something by Blackpink for our medley that we're working on. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Batman. Superman. Ooh. Justice League or Avengers? Avengers. Avengers. Nice. Yeah, I knew Oregon that. or Texas? <laughs> Oregon. Texas. What? Yes. Yes. I'm from Oregon. I'm from Texas. Oh. Ryan's from Texas, so it works out. All right. We each got one. That's good. What's your go-to YouTube channel slash video to help pass the time? Studio C. Screen Rant. Okay. Ooh, I do like Screen Rant. Beatles or Jackson 5? Jackson 5. Jackson 5. Okay. Uh. But I'm really excited about that <laughs> Beatles. Yeah. Yesterday. Would you rather be able to speak every language or speak to animals? Every, every language. language. Wow. Ooh, Ooh, that was okay. too cute. Uh, which do you prefer, <laughs> big city or the country? Big city. Big city. Okay. Favorite video game? <gasps> Super Mario Nintendo 64. No, Zelda. Nice. Dang it. <laughs> Wait, which Zelda? Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Okay. Ricey Joe. Ricey Joe, you got one? <laughs> Disney emoji blitz on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, counts. that counts. <laughs> Brian, bring it home. And the final question, your favorite acapella group? Pentatonics. Whoa, Wait, we're right both, on both, cue. We're supposed to say Scott and hey. Ricey Joe. Oh, yeah. Come on, how could you forget Scott and Ricey Joe? I love those guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're too cheesy for me. and that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of Tacapella Scott and Ricey Joe if people want to get a hold of you see your videos find out what you're all about how could they do that we are on all the things we are on Facebook Scott and Ricey Joe Instagram Scott and Ricey Joe music best way to find us R-Y-C-E-E-J-O just look up Ricey Joe if you can spell my name you can find us (laughs) (laughs) easy I like it Brian, where can people find you, man? As usual, you can find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And for everything else, go follow all the work I do with College Acapella. And you can find me in the same place at John Lampus on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let us know what you thought about everything we talked about today. Hit up Scott and Ricey Joe. Check out their videos and reach out to them. Reach out to us. Just give us your feedback. Have you ever been in a husband and wife duo? Uh, what kind of collaborations have you been in? Thoughts on communication? We want to hear all of it from our listeners. And be sure to follow everything Acaville Radio on Twitter, Instagram, all the places. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Talk Acapella. And for everything acapella, please stay tuned.